Welcome to the Love Marriage Again podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Siobhan Parat. In this podcast, you will receive the wisdom, the insight, and the tools you need to have a marriage that truly lights you up inside. Your marriage is meant to be amazing. Your marriage should be your favorite place to be. Your marriage should bring out the best in you. I'm here to help you create that. In each episode, I'll coach you to improve your communication, build a deeper connection, become a more united team, and experience more intimacy. Here, we have real conversations about what can make marriage hard, and more importantly, how to make it easy. I'm so glad you're here. Now let's get to the work of loving your marriage again. Well, hello there. It is Dr. Siobhan. Welcome back to another podcast episode. So glad that you are here with me today. This is going to be really, really good. I believe that this podcast episode will be one of those that you can keep coming back to again and again and again and use the questions that I'm going to pose to help you anytime you and your partner have an argument. This has been something I have been coaching my clients on a lot recently. And it's kind of interesting because every time that I coach, whether that's in my private coaching program or my group coaching program, The Marriage Upgrade, we start with celebrations. And inevitably, one of the most frequent celebrations that people report is how quickly they are recovering from arguments. And so I've been doing a lot of thinking about that. One, just feeling great about how much time they gain back from not being in conflict with each other, of having their arguments and the sort of like energetic disconnection that comes from an argument, having that time whittled down to a matter of hours, literally, instead of days or in some instances, weeks. And so I wanted to give you all listeners, as well as my clients that listen to this podcast, a set of questions to take yourself through that you can use any time. So I almost started to title this podcast episode, Post-Argument Growth. <laughs> like there's a concept in coaching called post-traumatic growth about how really difficult, challenging experiences really can help you grow. And I think the same is true of arguments and disagreements and moments of disconnection in your marriage, they really do present you with the opportunity to learn and to grow and to become better together. But that doesn't happen by accident. It really does have to be intentional. And I think there's a set of couples that when they have an argument, they you know, work themselves out of being frustrated or unhappy with each other and they sort of bounce back, but they don't talk about it, right? There's many, many clients that have come to me initially who are like, we never resolve anything. We just sweep it under the rug and move on. Or 
someone will do something nice for the other person and then it's like we're fine again, but we haven't really processed and understood what happened so we can grow and navigate it better the next time. And so if that's you, you're going to learn so much in this podcast episode. And if it's not you, if you're a couple that when you have an argument or when you have a moment of disconnection, you do process it and talk about it, this set of questions is going to help you do that better. Because on the opposite end of things, there are some times where people can over process and over analyze and overthink an argument. And I want you to stay out of that zone if that is where you find yourself. So we're going to get right in the middle. So whenever we're thinking about recovering from an argument, really the way that I like to think of it is recovery or repair, which is also a term that I use in my coaching practice, is getting yourself back to a good place. Basically, that's it. And so you can think about what your arguments look like and what happens after you argue, right? And the recovery and repair process is that part, is how you get yourself back together. And I think the first question that you want to ask yourself is, do I want to recover or do I want to repair? Like, am I actually ready to move on from this, let it go? Am I available and open to my partner now? And just really being honest with yourself about your answer to that question. There's no recovery police (laughs) that says you have to recover right away. But if you find yourself not ready, you want to be curious about why. And what that can look like is, let's say you have an argument and, you know, your partner apologizes and they're ready to move on, but you're not. You want to know why you're not. And I know that sounds so simplistic and your brain might deliver a really easy answer to you, but I actually want you to like sit here for a minute and go a bit deeper, right? So usually the surface level answer has something to do with your partner, right? Like I'm not ready to recover because I still don't feel like they understand. I don't, I still don't feel like they're listening or giving me the empathy and the validation that I'm really craving. I'm not ready to move on because this is still happening, right? Whatever the thing is that you're upset about, it's still happening. It doesn't seem like it's going to change. Therefore, I'm not ready to move on. And that might seem like the right thing to do. And as a human talking to another human, I get it. I get it when your feelings are hurt or when you're disappointed or discouraged and a simple, I'm sorry by your partner doesn't cut it. And there's the part of you that has built up a wall that doesn't yet want to move on. That's okay for you to be in that place. But I do want to say, 
you also want to be conscious of and decide on purpose how long you will stay there and what you need to get yourself out of that space. Because when you're not ready to recover, when you're not ready to repair, it's essentially saying, I'm not ready to forgive. And we're called to forgive. Now, that doesn't mean we forgive and we have no boundaries. That doesn't mean we forgive and we excuse behavior that's not acceptable to us. But we don't want to hold ourselves, our partners, or our connection and our marriage hostage just because we're not ready and to not do anything about it, right? So if you're not ready for whatever reason, you want to figure out what the reason is. So the second question is, if you're not ready to recover and repair, why not? What is it that you still need? And how can you get it as quickly as possible? There's an alternative to that question, which is, what is the pathway to get you closer to what you need? How can you meet the need yourself? So let me break that down. When I first ask, like, what is it that you still need and how can you get it as quickly as possible? Depending on what has happened, I know a lot of times the first answer that comes up is you need or want something from your partner right? Like, I'm not ready to move on from this because I still feel like they don't get it. I still feel like they don't understand. I still feel like they dismissed it or were defensive and just didn't hear me. And so you may answer that question with, with like, in order for me to repair and move on from this, I need to be understood. I need to be heard. And so in those instances, whenever your answer is something outside of you, I want you to bring it back to inside of you, which is why I have like the part B to that question. What's on the pathway? Like what's on the journey to you being heard by your spouse? Is that you really hearing and validating yourself? Is that you recognizing that what you need matters, right? So you want to just start taking a look inside of If what I feel like I need to repair and recover involves my spouse doing or being something that they haven't yet done or been, then how can I bring my answer inside to myself? Okay. And then question number three, which is kind of an extension of what I was just talking about, is what can I take full responsibility for? And I put in parentheses, like for real for real responsibility for. Because here's what I see when I'm talking with my clients. People will say, I know I could have done X, Y, and Z, or I know I should have also done this. But it is such a light touch. It's such a like, let me just say this, but really all my energy and emphasis is going to be on what my partner didn't do. And I want to give equal energy, equal airtime, equal emphasis to what you can take full responsibility for. Not because this is about beating yourself up or shaming yourself, but the more you see the role that you play, the more you see the effects that you are having on the dynamic in your marriage, 
and you can sit with that and see it in its full totality, the better. Because then you soften a little bit towards your partner, which is part of the process in the recovery and repair. So really allow yourself to go there with yourself, right? This isn't something you need to plaster on a billboard. It's just you reckoning with yourself and being honest with yourself. What can I take full responsibility for here, right? And then question number four, if you were doing this process with your partner, is what do we agree on here? And whenever you're navigating conflict and you're in the process of trying to recover and repair, you always want to start with like, well, even though we might have just had an argument, where can we find a common ground? Where can we see how at the end of the day, we both want the same thing. We're not actually against each other. We were just trying to do things differently or trying to explain things from our unique vantage point in a way that the other person couldn't hear, couldn't understand, couldn't appreciate at the level that might have been necessary. So you really want to try your best to just find some common ground because when you overfocus on where you disagree, you just magnify that, right? So question number four if you're doing this with your partner, is where do we already agree? And then question number five, again, you can do question number five, whether you're doing this together or on your own, is to ask yourself, what did I want to happen that didn't happen? So an argument usually happens because you're wanting a certain response that you're not getting or you're wanting your partner to agree to something that they didn't agree to. You want them to shift or change or do something differently that they're not shifting, changing, and doing differently. So you just want to document for yourself, I'm frustrated, I'm upset, or we landed ourselves in this argument because what I want to happen didn't happen. And then you want to ask yourself, like, why was that important to me? If it had happened, what would I be thinking now? What would I be feeling now? What would I be doing now? And you just want to get underneath it, right? This is as much a reflection process as it is a recovery process, because the more insight you have into what's really going on with you, what you really want that you're not getting, then the more you can almost cut to the chase and cut out the noise of an argument or a conversation that's not being productive. So again, question number five, what did I want to happen that didn't happen? And why was this important to me? Question number six is one of my favorites, which is what's the most vulnerable truth of how I'm feeling? What is the most vulnerable truth of how I'm feeling? So many times people don't know what they're really feeling. They have some idea, right? I think like our emotional vocabulary for the most part is quite limited. So we know when we're angry, when we're annoyed, when we're frustrated, when we're sad, when we're mad, right? We know those emotions, but 
what I want to invite you to do post an argument and when you're in the recovery and repair process is to get as vulnerable as you can. Those are emotions more like your fears, your anxieties, your concerns, your worries, the guilt, the shame, the inadequacy, the overwhelm, the confusion, right? Those are deeper, more vulnerable emotions than the typical I'm mad, frustrated, angry, because there's always something underneath it. And the deeper you can dive into what is the most vulnerable truth of how I'm feeling, then you open your heart to create a heart-to-heart connection, which is going to help you repair more quickly, right? So I want you to just imagine having an argument and then after that argument, instead of rehashing it with how angry you are, you discuss it and you process it with how scared you are, right? Or how guilty you feel, right? There's plenty of clients that I see that so much of their arguments and the defensiveness that shows up when they're communicating comes from a place of unrecognized guilt, that it's so much easier to just defend against or dismiss what their partner is bringing rather than sitting with, oh my gosh, I feel so guilty. But I want you to think about like, which conversation is going to go better and produce more connection for you when you're defensive and dismissive or when you can vulnerably acknowledge your own guilt and shame? Just food for thought, right? So that's number six. Question number seven is, what do I want the most moving forward? This automatically turns your head forward, right? We're not looking in the rearview mirror. We're looking in the windshield, which is wide open possibility. What do I want the most moving forward? Again, when couples are processing conflict or an argument, whether that's internally or together in a conversation, too much time is spent looking back at what happened or what didn't happen versus, okay, what I wanted to happen didn't happen. And now we're looking forward to how to create something that works better for me and works better for you. So what do you want the most moving forward? Just sit with that question. And I love any question that asks me to think about what I want. I don't have a problem identifying and clarifying and communicating what it is I want. But if this is something that you struggle with, that's okay. Part of what keeps it being a struggle for you is not being willing to ask yourself the question and to sit in some of the discomfort of trying to come up with an answer. And most times, the only reason people have a hard time answering a question about what they really want moving forward is because they doubt that they can actually have what they want. So I want you, as you explore this question, to just remove any limitations, anything that would tell you, oh, that's probably not going to happen. Oh, your partner's not going to be happy about that. Oh, they're not going to agree with you. Just like erase that line in your head and say, but 
but if I could have anything I wanted and it wasn't bad and nobody was going to be upset at me for wanting it, what would I want? What would I want moving forward? And then question number eight is if I was being led a hundred percent by love for myself and love for my partner, what would I say to them? Such a beautiful question. If I was being led a hundred percent by love for myself and love for my partner, what would I say to them? This is such a good question because I think sometimes when we consider recovering and repairing after an argument, some of us can get into a quick people pleasing mode of just like, let me apologize. Let me fix it for them. Let me like be responsible for their feelings so we can move on. And in the process of people pleasing and putting someone else's needs above your own, you're not demonstrating the greatest amount of love for yourself. And I think in marriage, it's not, I'm constantly sacrificing myself for your happiness. It's how can both of our needs and desires be valued here, be recognized here, be honored here, and not negated, right? And I think more than anything your spouse could say or do, you want to just be aware of like, am I negating my needs? Am I not showing up a hundred percent being led by love for myself and love for them? Because love is always looking out for both of you, right? Love is not like a respecter of persons of like, well, no, in this marriage, only your partner gets to feel loved. It's not how it works, right? So you want to constantly be asking yourself, am I showing up in love for myself and love for my partner? Okay, so there you have it. Those are the questions to recover, repair, reflect on any argument that you have had. Now, I want to let you know that this is a process that you will have to keep coming back to again and again. And I could add more questions. I could add, what would you do differently next time? That's always something that I ask my clients when we are processing. But I really wanted to get you out of necessarily action and more into your state of being. Right. So if you notice, these questions are really asking you to look inside to understand what's going on for you and to be so conscious and so self-aware that who you evolve into after asking these questions will actually help you avoid an argument moving forward. Right. So keep that in mind, keep listening to these questions and make them just part of your regular thought process. Instead of ruminating on who said what and who didn't do the right thing, which is all past focus, come to this podcast episode, 
allow your brain to be guided and directed to these questions, which are going to help you recover, repair, and enjoy more of your time together as a couple. All right. I trust that this has been massively valuable for you. And I want to invite you to my website. It's a party over there. If you haven't been before, there you will find many things. But right now you will find how to work with me directly. So if you've been listening to this podcast and you found this episode or any episode really valuable and really helpful, and you know that your marriage is at a point where having some additional support would really make a difference, I want to invite you to take the next step in that journey and schedule a complimentary consultation with me. During this call, you will be able to tell me what's happening in the marriage, what it is you want, and then I will map out exactly how my process and my specific approach will support you in creating what you want, whether that's improving your communication, reducing your arguments, being more close and connected as a couple, operating as a better team, being more physically affectionate and intimate with each other, whatever it is that you want, I will map out exactly how my process will help you get there. And then during the call, we will decide together if it makes sense and is a great fit for us to work together. Then you'll get all the logistics and we'll go from there. So I highly encourage you, if you love this podcast, if you love everything that I teach and it really speaks to you and you've found some things that have really worked, you've only touched the tip of the iceberg. There's so much more, so many other ways that I can help you. And I would love to do that officially as your coach. So you can go to drshavon.com click the work with me tab. You can read about the options that I have from my private coaching programs to my group coaching program, the marriage upgrade. I would love to welcome you inside my practice and as a private client or a group client. So thanks so much for tuning in to this episode today. Use these questions. Come back to this episode many, many times over. Save it so you don't have any problems finding it. All right. Bye for now. I'll talk with you next week. Thanks so much for tuning in. And now a question for you. What did you get out of this episode? The most important part of this work is applying what you hear. I hope you'll do that. And if you loved this podcast, you will love working with me directly even more. I invite you to my website, drshavon.com to learn about my coaching programs and any live masterclasses I may be hosting. And of course, we will meet right back here for the next episode of the podcast. Until then, keep loving your marriage again.